This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paranormal Pursuit, hosted by Bobsy from 99.7 The Mix and Larry Wilson from the Urban Paranormal Investigation. You're not alone. We are not alone. The Paranormal Pursuit will keep you company. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is the Paranormal Pursuit Podcast. And my name is Bonzi Larry Wilson, sitting straight across from me. This is Season 2, Episode 3 of The Sally House Investigation with 99.7. At the time, KISS FM, not the mix. And uh, Larry Wilson, I know we have been really super excited about this one gearing up. Man, I... I feel like I've done a little more uh, watching and listening of this, you know, in the past, yeah. just to try to, you know, remind myself how things went down and what happened and what was said, when it was said. And boy, man, it's just, it, it, I get taken back to that. And I've never been more uncomfortable, not just scared, but more uncomfortable in my entire life doing some of this stuff with you. I've just been, it was really a, a vibe that I don't ever want to feel again. I don't ever want to be concerned for my family like that again. I mean, I was really genuinely. I mean, my, my dad got involved yeah. after this one. Do you remember that? I, I do. Mean, he was he was he was not happy and and, uh, and it man, was a, it was a night. You know, not only can't you can't explain it. I mean, we didn't expect it. No, you know, no, was, not at all. Just, and we've talked about this many many times. You know, we went and drove to Atchison, Kansas, to the the infamous, really the infamous. I mean, it's top ten. In any list that you look at across the country, you know, of, of scariest, most, uh, not just scariest, but most evil demonic places. And um, after our, you know, first two goes, you know, I think uh, you were telling us stories and I, I thought, man, there's no way that that's real. You know, there's no way that that really happened. Yeah. Uh, the the Pikmin's no way this Tony guy is that that, you know, sensitive or psychic. You know, he hates that word, by the way. He does. Yeah. But um, it's 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 a great story. And I hope you guys listen all the way through because um, we drove all the way to Atchison, Kansas. Six many, hours. Six, six hours. Hour drive. Uh, it was you, me. And uh, my my at the time sister in law Kate, and um, she is really into the paranormal too. And I remember, uh, you know, she had listened to some of our Halloween shows. She was really impressed. And we we every time I'd go back home to St. Louis, we'd talk about it. She'd talk about investigations that she had gone on with her friends and stuff like that. So she wasn't like a a rookie who had never been on a a, a ghost investigation or a, a paranormal investigation before. So I remember when we brought up the Sally House for some reason. Sarah couldn't go, and I still can't remember. I reached out to her about that, and, I, and I she think it was, was more. Said, she didn't want to go. Well, no, she she thinks that she was. It was something going on that weekend with work or something. Because remember, she had a second job. Well, um, but I think remember the conversations we had even after that. Though, yeah, but she said she wouldn't go after that. She yeah. she was all about going, but we needed to find a, a female. I think is what we needed to find. And Sarah just she couldn't remember when I I recently reached out to her, and she she couldn't remember why she couldn't go either. And she again said she goes, I I will never go to that place, but. Um, and I remember beforehand too that that you know it, we were somewhere. It may have been at one of your remotes, like Dublin or somewhere. But anyhow, um, I mentioned that you know I, I had kind of a, a bad feeling about taking a female to this place uh-huh. because they would 
of anyone, they would be the one that would be singled out. Really? I thought the men were the ones that no. the, the, the house didn't like. I no. thought it was the men that got all the scratches. I don't think no. any women well, ever got that. Not that, but this, a lot of stories that have been told to me, and in, in my experience just coming back the two times that I'd been there, things never happened to me. It happened to people when I got back. Okay, okay. You know? So, and and I think she, in a way, and, and again, like you said, Kate had done a few investigations on her own with friends and stuff. But I think, in a way, she didn't expect. Well, of course, none of us expected no, this. I didn't but, either. No way. But I don't think she expected the. I don't want to say power of the house, but it was actually the power of the house. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and, yeah. and power, whatever is at that place. Yeah, uh, and that's the question. Whatever is at that place, and to this day, I mean, it's one of the most investigated homes in the world. I don't think anyone really knows for certain what is there, who is there, if it's a little girl. If it's a demon, if it's you know a, a, a slew of people who used to live in the home back in in the nineteen sixteens, I mean it's it's just it's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean there, there's just so many question marks around this house. But there was there was one psychic that was world renowned that we'll talk just to mm-hmm. touch on a bit, but he identified what he said was in the house that was the negative aspect of the house, and I mean this man was well respected around the world. He passed away a few years ago, but we'll we'll bring that up here, right? So. We decided to go to the Sally House. Um, again, you had been there a couple of times. You had met Tony Pickman. And I think, are you going to run down the story on like how all that went with Tony when you first met him and how the radio station, how we kind of... Yeah, I'll touch on that a bit. Okay, and, cool. Uh, so go ahead and lead us into that because uh, Sarah's, uh, Larry's... Uh, Sarah, I, I, I combined your Sarah names. Sarah and Larry. Um, but anyway, real quick before we get started, how funny is it that this is... Well, not funny. It's kind of weird. Season two, this is episode three. Yeah. And... When you hear three knocks, you know, isn't that the sign of... The number three is associated with... Making fun of the Holy Trinity, though, isn't it? it like is. When those it demons is. Not, it, and, and demonic things, supposedly, yeah. do crazy get signs that, of mocking the Trinity. number three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Larry, give us a background on the Sally House. Well, the, the house, uh, as you mentioned, it's been featured in just about every paranormal series and documentary you can think of. And it's considered one of the most, if not the most, haunted house in America Um, It's located in Atchison, Kansas. The address is 508 North 2nd Street. And the home's dark, mysterious history, it's basically, it's it's terrified and fascinated people around the entire world, not just in the United States, but in the world. Um, A a couple of what I call interesting, but also creepy tidbits, and I didn't find this out till last year when I was just looking up some information on other places, checking latitudes and longitude, but but the latitude of the Sally House is 39 Point five six six six, and we discussed this. I mean, what's the chance of that? And and most people out there know the uh, the six 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 connection with you know uh, the Bible and and again the the sign of the beast that type of thing. And also there was another house, uh, Velisca Axe Murder House in Iowa that I've had problems with. And then it's basically the same type of house. There's there's something not good there. But what I thought was a little strange is or a little coincidental is. Uh, the uh, the uh, Sally House address is 508 North 2nd Street in Atchison, Kansas, and the Velisca Axe Murder House is 508 East um, 2nd Street in, in Velisca, Iowa. Yeah. And another really kind of weird thing is when, when you head to the Sally House, from here anyway, we took Route 72 uh, West, basically, and then at St. Joe, Missouri— you fork off, there's Route 29, and you can either go you know north or I guess it would be south— 
Um, if you take 29 North, you're heading to Villisca. If you take 29 South, you're mm-hmm. heading to the Sally House. So just a couple little interesting tid, uh, tidbits, nothing to do with the history. A lot of creepy connections between those There houses. is. There really is. Um, the house was built uh, in 1890. It's a 1,200-square-foot, uh, three-bedroom, two-bathroom house. And it was originally built by uh, the, the family Michael Finley, uh, or the Michael Finley family, rather. And he lived in the home on and off, and so did the uh, Finley family for generations until 1947. Uh, but I don't know if you were aware of this, but over the years, four members of the Finley family died in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, they were natural causes, so it was nothing you know, odd or, or, or uh, anything uh, negative. But, uh, but of the occupants after the Finney family, none seemed to have anything happen until Tony and Deb Pickman moved in. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a young couple that they had just had their first child, and so they needed to, a bigger place. So they rented the house in 1992 from Les Smith, and uh, Les still owns the house, uh, but I believe it's up for sale. And it was up for sale at one time for a million dollars. Is the Chamber of Commerce running that now? Well, they run the they run the tours. Okay. If you want if you want to do an investigation, I believe that Les has you go through the Chamber okay, of Commerce. Gotcha. But the house was was on the market for a million dollars. Oh my gosh! Then it was reduced to six hundred thousand and four hundred thousand. You know because but I think that shows you the value of the house with <laughs> right, people right, wanting right, to investigate right. it. Um, so anyhow, um, the haunting activity that the uh, Pickmans experienced it it really began kind of slowly. They would occasionally have their television and radios turn on by themselves. Uh, electrical electrical devices would do the same thing, um, and this would happen when no one was around. Even uh, they would come home and things would be uh, fully running. Uh, they tried to rationalize everything and blame the activity just on outdated wiring and their own forgetfulness. But when when they first brought Taylor into the house, that's when the activity uh, seemed to, to to kind of pick up and become a little bit more malevolent. Um, they had things happen like uh, there was a, a wooden rocking horse that had leather ears. And I remember Tony telling me that one day uh, the rocking horse, uh, nobody was around it, but all of a sudden the one of the leather ears just burst into flames. And when they kind of uh, investigated on their own a little bit, they could tell that the that, that the fire started inside the ear. It wasn't like it burnt from the outside. It burnt from the inside out, which was uh, inexplicable. Uh, they would have, uh, in addition to lights and, and things turning on by themselves, candles would light by themselves. They had toy dolls and stuffed animals that would move on their own. They'd have pictures that went up to the uh, from the, the from the uh, bottom floor to the to the top floor along the staircase. Now, I don't mean to cut you off, but I mean I remember one of the stories I remember you talking about that really kind of creeped me out a little bit was the stuffed animal story about you know Tony and his brother well, and a big group of family being over or something well, and the and the animals being in a circle and they were the one one that, night that's. Yeah, That's crazy. One night, uh, Tony it was Tony was home, and Deb's sister was visiting from Buffalo, New York. Uh-huh. And so it was just the three of them in the house. And for oh, some I reason, his brother was there or something. No, uh, there's a there's a connection to his brother in the story. Okay, uh, because he was basically blamed for what was going on. Okay, but uh, Tony uh, for some reason went upstairs, and when he walked by um, uh, Taylor's room, uh, their their infant child, he noticed that stuffed animals that were on shelves should have been on shelves were on the floor, and they were arranged in a circle. Perfect circle, yeah. Perfect circle. So he you know, basically went downstairs and told him what told his uh, wife and, and, and sister-in-law what he found. Like, ha-ha, funny prank, right? And they thought Tony was doing it, yeah. right. And so, again, Tony uh, rearranged the— Well, no, the, they all went up there. I think they all— Well, they did. Said, they, yeah, they, they all went up it. there. And they, they, and they went up they and looked. Up, yeah, and they but fixed the room. That Tony put everything back, you know, like it should have been. And, again, you know, just minutes later, he went back upstairs for something else— and the stuffed animals were on, uh, in a circle on the floor again. <laughs> now, 
his brother lived in the, in the neighborhood at that time, and they thought, well, it's probably because they like to play pranks on each other. And he thought, that's probably my brother, you know, somehow getting into the house. But they could never figure out how the brother got in the house. And when they confronted the brother, it's like, man, no, I, I haven't been in your house. Right. I'm, not, I'm not sneaking in your house. So, yeah, that was one of the first things that they really noticed that was really, really odd, other than, you know, things right, bursting right, right. in the flames. But the main focus seemed to be on Tony. Most of the activity centered around him. Um, just out of the blue, deep scratches would form on his body. Um, his clothing would burst into flames. Um, matter of fact, they were filming an episode of the TV show Sightings at one time, and Tony was waiting for an interview, and they were out in the hallway. He was out with the cameraman, and he's walking up and down the hallway, kind of pacing, a little bit nervous. And he said, all of a sudden, the the, uh, the cameraman says, hey, man, your shirt's on fire, and like the back of Tony's shirt had just burst into flames. And, and it was witnessed by one of the, one of the uh, staff from the show. Um, Tony also began having nightmares. I mean, he had vivid dreams uh, all the time, but he would always hear this, like almost like gibberish, he said. Maybe it was Latin. He, he, did, he said, I don't speak Latin, but it sounded like kind of a combination of uh, gibberish and Latin. And he said he couldn't remember the dreams, basically, other than having them, but, and he couldn't remember really any of the words except for one word. And then when the TV show Sightings was there, um, a renowned psychic named Peter James um, investigated the house, and he indicated that there was a little girl haunting the place, and he came up with the name Sally. And uh, in addition to Sally, though, he said this negative things that are going on, like the scratches and all this other type of stuff, um, is not Sally. He indicated there was a demon in the house, and I only went, I'm only going to say the name one time because— uh, there's reasons we don't say it. I mean, it's like you're drawing attention to it. But um, Peter James said there was a demon named Belial that was also present. And Tony almost, he said, when he when he told me the story, he said, I almost fell over because when James told me the name, he said, when I was having these nightmares, the only word or name I could remember was the name he just said. Mm-hmm. So that basically— Now, was this before? Was the Peter James thing before— Tony saw the little girl in the kitchen? It was. Okay, so it was. he saw the little girl after that. Yes. Okay, okay. Now, I'm, I kind of jumped around a little bit on Peter okay. James because, uh, and I'll get into that here in just a moment, but uh, Tony, um, or not Tony, but Deb had a local psychic uh, do a walk through the house too, and I'll, I'll mention that mm-hmm. here in just a second. But the, what you're referring to, Tony told me that uh, one time he came home from work, and he worked the night shift at a local elevator, and he came home. Deb was uh, upstairs. And he was down in the kitchen, and he was going to get a glass of orange juice. And he opened the refrigerator door, got the juice out, poured it in his glass, and then he shut the refrigerator door. And when he did, he said, there's a little girl standing across the room in front of the kitchen cabinets. And he said, my first thought was, how did the neighbor's kid get in my house? You know. And then he said, all of a sudden, I'm looking at her, and I noticed that I can see the, the handles of the cabinets through her. So I can see right through her. She's not a real yeah. person, you know. So he said, I dropped my juice glass. It shattered all over the floor. Uh, she disappears. And then, of course, he ran upstairs to tell Deb. Um, that was the first time and the only time that, that really anyone saw Sally. Now, I shouldn't say the well, only time. Well, he had time. a dream, remember? That, well, that was Tony the other would, one that was really freaky. Yeah, Tony was in bed one night, and he kept feeling like somebody was grabbing Pulling onto his, his wrist. Right, right, right. right. And he wakes up. And he looks over, and there's a little girl, like, grabbing his wrist, holding onto his wrist. But then he said that as soon as he woke up and saw her, immediately she turned into this 
blackish-looking, most hideous-looking thing you can imagine. Like part human, part animal. I remember him saying it was like a dog kind like of looking been, thing. Like it had been burnt. Melted flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was then like, what? All of a sudden, he had sharp pains in his wrist, and when he looked at him, it looked like somebody took a branding iron and, and laid uh, on his wrist three different times because there was three long streaks mm-hmm. on his wrist. And he showed me a Polaroid photo of that, and that's exactly what it looks like. I mean, it was a black and white photo, but you could just see the marks on his wrist. And and again, about the number three in that house. Yeah. I mean, every time he was scratched or every time there were marks on his body, most of the time they were in, they threes. Were in threes, right? Yeah, most of the time. Although sometimes there were so many scratches. Like one time he showed me a picture of this also, and this was when Sidings was there. Um, he had His back just started burning, and he took his shirt off, and there were all these scratches. And so they took a photo of it, and he said, basically, we stopped counting at 200. There were 200 scratches oh, on, his, on his body. And I told you these kinds of things, and yeah. this was one of the reasons we went. Uh, and just like you listeners right now that are hearing these stories— I was the same person, like whatever, like this, you know, there is no way, right? I mean, I was, right. I was, the, I was so skeptical on this and thought there's just no way any of these stories are true. Well, my, I investigated the house in 2012 and 2013. I originally found out that Tony was psychic in, in 2012. Uh, and then I went back to the house by myself in 2013 and, and revisited the Why Pickmans. would you go by yourself? Well, I for, mean, for two reasons. Because the first time, and you've met uh, a friend of mine named Jay uh-huh. before, and Jay's a pretty tough guy. And uh, he went with me. And the time we went with me, I mean, Jay's the type of guy that when you go to a place, he wants to go to a place that was a little more on the negative side mm-hmm. because he wants to see things. And he's the type of guy that he likes to investigate the most uh, – you know, what I would call dangerous part of the house or, or haunted part of the house. But when we went to the, the, the Sally house in 2012, the first time we went down to the basement uh, to set up equipment was the last time that Jay went to the basement. He asked me if it would be okay that he didn't go back to the basement. And after we investigated the house, we didn't really have too much happen, although we've recorded things. Um, but he said, I'll, I'll never go back to the house, you know. And uh, we got a copy of their book, you know, the Sally house book from Tony and Deb. They gave one to each of us. And over time, uh, Jay ended up, you know, getting rid of it. Uh, yeah. He just wants nothing to do with that right. house. Um, but back to your original question earlier, um, when the stuff was going on, Deb told me that she had always had an interest in ghosts and hauntings. Tony wanted nothing to do with that stuff, you know. But Deb contacted a local psychic without uh, Tony's knowledge. Her name was Barbara Connors. And um, she did a, a walk through the house, and she sensed the presence of a child spirit when she was there at the top of the stairs. And she said this child's name was Sally, and it not only watched over their son Taylor, but it was a little bit jealous of Taylor, so it liked to get their attention. That's why all this stuff was happening. But she didn't pick up on anything demonic or anything like that. Uh, then a, a, a former neighbor uh, had heard some of the stuff that was going on in the house, so she stopped by the Pickwins one day, and she was telling both Tony and Deb, she said, you know, uh, I used to live in this house, and when we lived here, my little girl had an imaginary friend named Sally. Now, the psychic was the first one, actually, the, the, the Barbara Connors was the first one that actually came up with the name Sally. Peter James, when he in- investigated for the TV show Sightings, didn't know anything about Barbara Connors or the name Sally, but he came up with the name Sally. And then, of course, a former neighbor who had lived in this house. And didn't didn't Tony draw a picture of the little girl and then show it to the former neighbor, and then and the neighbor was like, that's exactly the little girl that I used to play with. Yeah. 
the, the little girl said that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that's key about this, on my um, second investigation there at the house, Tony and Deb showed me a, a photo of, they had a, like a curio, glass curio cabinet that they would keep collectibles and stuff in. But they were telling me that, that, that when Tony drew this picture of Sally, and, and Tony's an artist, we didn't bring that up, but Tony's a, a great artist. He's, mm-hmm. not, he's not a professional artist, but he could draw a picture of you and me just mm-hmm. spitting Absolutely, images. But, yeah. but anyhow, he drew a picture of this little girl that he saw from memory. And he said, what we did was we kind of, I think, framed it, and they put it in that curio cabinet. And he said, uh, through over, over time, when we would hear things happening in the house, like this is not the Sally house I'm talking about now. They moved out of the Sally house. 1994, at, right. Yeah, just after a couple years of living in the house. So they moved um, to another house eight blocks away. And they would hear noises and had have things happen in that house. And Tony would break out in scratches and stuff still. His clothes would burst into flames. But one night they're sitting... And they would always keep a camera close because when they would hear a noise, they would just take photos because, again, you saw the photos too. Uh, One night they're taking photos, and you can see this black silhouette of a person standing on the staircase. And um, anyhow, uh, this one particular night that they hear a noise, so they just start taking photos. And this is with a digital camera now, not the Polaroid that they had used before, but a digital camera. And Deb showed me the sequence of the photos, and I could see the timestamp of the photos. And they were within seconds of each other. They were just like, you know, she just like click, 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 click. It was click. a burst, yeah. It was, a, it was like a burst of photos. But they were taking photos toward the, um, toward the curio cabinet. And in the first photo they showed me, and you can see, like, if folks want to go online, just put in Sally, Sally House, Sally Drawing. And they'll find, the, they'll find the photo of it. But anyhow, the first photo, you could see Sally in the little curio cabinet or the drawing of Sally. And her eyes are just wide open, and you can see the little eyelashes that Tony had drawn. The second photo, and again, this is a drawing. In the second photo, her eyes are completely closed. Yeah, it's so creepy, man. And then the third photo, they're open again. And I looked at the timestamps thinking, well, they probably switched photos or something. You know, Tony drew another one. They switched photos. But the three photos were taken within three seconds of each other. Right, right, So you couldn't have got – you couldn't have done it. Yeah, it was crazy. That was crazy. And then, so then, the, in 2013, when I went there, I, I always would visit the Pickmans, you know, and, and, and sometimes I would stay there. The two times I was there, I stayed like four hours each time. The first time uh, Jay and I went there is when we first found out that Tony was sensitive. And it kind of relates to something we're going to talk about here with something he picked up the first time I was there about this radio station. But anyhow, when we first got there, we sat at their dining room table, Jay and I and Deb, uh, Tony's wife and Tony, and we're just talking. And then all of a sudden, Tony starts rubbing his forehead and 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 he's like he's like I'm getting something about one of you guys. And I looked at Deb and I said, "Is Tony psychic?" And she just goes, "Oh yeah." And so anyhow, he keeps rubbing his head. And then finally, he says, uh, "I'm getting something about one of you guys that that had played baseball." And Jay says, "Well, I've never played baseball." And I said, "Well, I played baseball for like 36 years." And he said, "Well, it must be about you." And then he goes, "Larry, were you a uh, a police uh, detective?" And I said, "Well, no, but I was a private detective." And he said, "Well, this is definitely about you." And he says, well, the house wants me to, to, to let you know that it knew you were coming. Well, that didn't mean anything to me because I had already told the Pickmans I was coming and set up the time you know, to meet with them, mm-hmm. Jay and I did. So anyhow, that didn't mean anything. But then later on, about four hours later after talking to him and Tony showing us all these pictures and stuff, we're getting ready to leave. And Tony says, uh, Larry, can you sit down again? And the only reason I can tell this story is because my wife will never listen to this podcast. You know, she'll never will. Um, she's not into the paranormal or anything. But anyhow, I'm sitting there, and Tony says, well, I'm getting something about you, Larry, again, because it has something to do with baseball. 
And he says, but it just doesn't make any sense. And he kept saying it just doesn't make any sense. And finally, Deb says, Tony, just tell him. Maybe it'll make some sense to him. But Tony says, uh, Larry, the house is telling me that it's not going to go after you. It's going to go after the one that plays baseball with or for Eagles. And I, I just immediately had cold chills because, and he says, does that mean anything? And I said, yes, it does. I said, my son plays baseball for the Robert Morris Eagles, you know. So basically, it was a threat that it was going to harm my family. It was, don't worry about yourself. Just worry about your family. Well, nothing will make a person worry more when someone threatens their family. Mm-hmm. And that kind of happened mm-hmm. the next year when we took Kate. Um, but, uh, but anyhow, that was the first time that Tony had ever really, that I knew that he was psychic. But then in 2013, I go back to the house by myself, and I visit the Pickmans. And as I'm visiting Tony, uh, or and Tony and Deb, he, all of a sudden he just says, man, my, my, my stomach's just burning like fire. So he raises up his T-shirt, and I could see all these bloody scratches on his chest and his stomach. And I'm thinking, man, he could have done that before he got here. But as I'm looking at he's showing me his stomach, all of a sudden I see scratches just start appearing mm-hmm. like a cat scratching him. And I told you that story, you know, when I came back. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons, not that you didn't believe me. No, I didn't but, believe you. I didn't believe you. Well, I was okay, just like, so I was like, there's, you didn't no, believe me. I was like there's no way that he, that he just saw that. Yeah. Larry, it's playing with your emotions, yeah. your imagination is playing with you. Because like we've talked about it before, you hear stuff and sometimes your mind goes crazy. But I thought, man, there's no way we got to meet this guy. Yeah. I mean, that that's, I mean, really, I wasn't really like so much into the Sally house because I was like, ah, it's just going to be another creepy place, right? And when we decided to do the investigation for the Halloween show the next year, um, you know, I, I asked the Pickmans if they mind if we went over to talk to him, you know, and have a conversation with him. Yeah, no, that was fine. But I didn't tell him who I was bringing. And I told you this too. I didn't tell him who I was bringing with me or that we were doing something for a radio station because I wanted you to be able to see firsthand what he would pick up on without knowing who was coming. Right. And so he had no way that he could have looked you guys up before we got there. And was it the 2013 when you went back by yourself, he was asking you about uh, someone on the show, no, a no. childlike person? Actually, no. And the you know, jazz I, stuff. No, when the, the first time that I investigated the house with Jay in 2012, I had only been on your show one or maybe two times. So we didn't really know each other that well. Uh, so I was on your show for the Halloween show of 2011, and I think er, uh, early 2012, um, I took Sarah somewhere, and you had me back on to discuss what we had yeah. happened. But anyhow, so I really didn't know you guys that well, but when Jay and I were there, one of the things that Tony kept mentioning was he was picking up on, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I keep seeing these, this word, and the it's in like yellow letters, and he says, it just says, it's like, K-I-S-S, it's KISS, but it's in yellow letters. And then he said, and I also keep um, seeing this this particular person, kind of childlike, um, but he, he like is into jazz, and I keep seeing like a musical note. And then he, then when he first, when he, when he says... Uh, but you I had s- no idea, though. No, no. What he's talking about. Well, I did. I did because, you know, one of your... Co-hosted at that time, okay. okay, was still was here, okay. But anyhow, he says I keep seeing this like jazz and a musical note, and he says it's a it's a C note. And when he said C note, I remembered that. Well, one of the one of the guys that uh, was on your show a couple days a week was a gentleman that his nickname was C note. Right. See, I don't remember him saying that. Well, he did. with you. I know he said note because we've the audio in that video. I think that's when yeah. he finally figures the two out, or maybe he just forgot. He well, told you he, that. he had forgot, but. Uh, 
But he had said, yeah, he had definitely said a C and, and, and a note and like a okay. C note, you know, in jazz and, and also playing the drums. Right, right, right. So anyhow, yeah, so that's kind of going to be irrelevant here in a little bit. Yeah. And when uh, you come back here and you tell that story, we're all sitting there and you ask C note, do you, did you play the drums or do you ever I play said, yeah, drums? Yeah, I said, did you play drums in a jazz and, band? Yeah. And, and he's like, no. No. And then. But Sarah said, well, that's yeah. weird because I did. Yeah. And she played the drums <laughs> yeah. in a jazz band. Which was crazy. Yeah. So um, we pack up, we load up, um, we, we head out to, to, to Atchison. Well, on the way, this is important yep, too. Yep, I'm going to bring that okay. up. So on okay. the way there, we, we told lots of stories. Yep. And and Larry, as always, you know, I think we actually brought a DVD player along with us and we watched one of your DVDs that well, was about this. And it showed Tony and Deb in the interviews and stuff like yeah. that, which was pretty cool. You wanted us to see that too. What it was was the uh, from the old TV series, A Haunting. Yeah. And they did an episode on the Sally yeah, House. Yeah, called The House or something like that, right? Uh, no, it was called The Sally was House. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a lot of conversations and Kate, you know, was, you know, talking to you a lot about stuff. And I think you were getting more comfortable with Kate as well. Yeah. Yeah. She was kind of getting into, you know, going. Um, and I, I remember one of the things she said was on the way was she was worried about her, her faith or something not, and being pro- kind of like being protected, but she worried about, cause she wasn't, didn't have a lot of faith that, you know, if something happened that it could have, you know, it could, something could happen to her, you know? Yeah. And that was just kind of a, she was just kind of talking, you know, but just out of the blue, and I don't know if you remember exactly what I said, but it's just like all of a sudden I said, you guys are not going to believe this, but I just heard a voice that said, I know you're coming. And it was plain as day to me. It wasn't like just, you know, like you're, you're thinking of something. Right. I, and I, heard, said, I heard whatever. the voice. And you I did. I said, whatever. And you did. How but, close were we to the house when that uh, happened? We were probably about halfway. Okay. You know, I don't think we were even to, we weren't even to St. Joe, Missouri, okay. which is almost more than two thirds of the way. Okay. Yeah. But it was just like, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it said, I know like you're I'm coming. starting to get uncomfortable again right now. Like my mouth's getting dry, just thinking about this and heading into there. Um, so we get to the house. We get to the Sally house. And um, it's daytime. It's what, about 4, yeah, about 30, four o'clock. 5 o'clock? Yeah. It's still light out. And um, what, 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 what time of year was this again? Do you remember? Yeah, it was late summer. Okay. It was late summer. So it was warm, and we get there, and yeah, we, 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 uh, get, we get let in. Yep. Um, well, actually, Les left the uh, key. Oh, that's right. He, he yeah, left yeah, the yeah. key in the mailbox. I remember. Okay, yeah, because we took pictures out front of just the, all of us being there for the first time. Yeah. And, and, and we went in, and, and usually we get a walkthrough of the house, um, but we didn't need one because you had been there right, already right. Uh, previously two times and really, before. Less the owner, Les Smith, really wants nothing to do with the house. And you, know, you were talking about Sally and the little girl. Well, I, I asked the first time I was there, I asked Les. I said, Les, did you ever see anything in the house? And he said, Well, I uh, said, Yeah, I, I did. Uh, he said, uh, One day there was a just a friend of mine, a lady. And she brought a little girl with her, and she wanted to just take. A, she she'd heard stories about the house. She just wondered if they could do a walk through the house. So she said, uh, you know, or he said, well, yeah, I'll, I'll take you through the house. So he said, we're we're going through the house, and uh, and I'm telling a story. We're standing in the kitchen, and all of a sudden, her little girl starts opening and closing cabinet doors and stuff behind us and everything. And and I I, I just said, you know, your your little girl, you know, probably shouldn't be wandering in this house, you know, and and. The, look, the lady looked in kind of funny, and she said, the girl's not in the house. She's outside. And, and she pointed through the front window, and her daughter, she left her daughter outside. She had yeah, told she her daughter like, beforehand, she's not bringing the girl. But Les saw a little girl opening and closing cabinets. Yeah, that's crazy. You know? Yeah. So we walk through the house. You take us through all the rooms. Um, to explain the house, you walk right in. To the right is the living room area. Right in front of you, when you open the door, there's a staircase that goes upstairs. 
Um, through the living room is the dining room. Right. So you go through the, the to the right, and you go to the living room. You walk through the living room. You go into the dining room area. There's a door right there, and then you walk into the kitchen. Uh, the kitchen is, you know, typical, I would say it was like an older 70s, yeah. early, early 80s yeah. t- type Even kitchen. Even 60s with the old um, cabinets. And then in the kitchen, there's a door to, the, as soon as you walk through the door to the kitchen, there's a door to the left that you can go downstairs to the basement where there's been tons of stories. Yeah. Uh, a pentagram that was allegedly uh, put there by the people who rented the house after the Pikmins, and right. I think Les, like, kicked them out of there he, as, as soon as he, as he found it. it. Kicked them Wasn't out. It, just, it, was just a, it was a pentagram and other stuff set up down there, there right? Were, there were candles and right. pentagrams like they were doing. Some he did, like, a random maintenance check or something yep. on the house while they weren't there. And I remember you saying that and saying that when you go down in, in the basement, you'll see where they have painted over this thing Many, 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 many times, and it's just left a black. Yeah, he painted spot, black paint, you yeah. know, on the floor. Yeah. And uh, over time, you know, the paint wears off. People walking around on it, so he has to paint over it every single time. You know. Yeah. Um. You go upstairs uh, immediately when you go upstairs. There's a room to the right. There's a room to the left, and then there's a room just like straight in front of the stairs. I f- I figure that well, one thing the about kids the kids' room is to the left. One thing about the basement too, if you remember, there's one wall. In the basement, yeah. it's knocked out, and you can see yeah. under the house. And, and why is that? I don't think we've ever figured that out. Well, one story it was told to me is that there was a the house next door. There were college kids living in it, and the story is supposedly they found a tunnel that they thought went from that house to the Sally house, but it didn't go through all the way. And so, who knows why that was knocked out there? Maybe they were just doing maintenance on the house at one time okay. and had to knock that out. Yeah, very, very creepy, like yeah. black hole that's in the basement. And you just there. feel like there's eyes on you when you're down there from <laughs> yeah. under the house. So lots of rooms in the house, man. Yeah. You know, it's a, a lot of rooms, uh, and and uh, we 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 walked around. Um, you told us some stories about some certain spots in the house that you had experienced. Um, Kate and I, I think, we're, we're okay. We were good setting up the equipment. The sun was shining. Setting up the recorders. Yeah, it was light out. Um, the only creepy vibe that I really got um, was obviously in the basement. I didn't like the basement. Yeah, no one um, does. No, no one, one does. likes the basement. But then upstairs, I didn't really get the creepy vibe so much in that room where all the, the stuffed animals were at, the kids' room. I got the creepy vibe from that room to the right because there's like this closet thing yeah. back there. I remember that closet back there and some of the stories I think that you had shared about, you know, kids playing in there and hearing stuff in there and just finding toys in there. And that just, you get in there and it just, I, I did not feel a good vibe in that room. And I know, I know, I think I said to you, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come up here by myself <laughs> later on. Yeah. Well, the room I get the worst other than the basement. I mean, the, the room I get the, the, I guess you'd call it the vibe in, is uh, Deb and Tony's old bedroom. Yeah, that's straight across. Yeah. It's in between the kids' room and that yeah. room on the right. Um, so we set up everything. You know, we set up a recorder. I think we had a recorder in each room. Uh, we had, yeah, with several. I mean, there's, the house, like you said, it's there's a lot of rooms, but it's not that big. The rooms are small. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a recorder in each room. Pretty much. Um, I also got a weird vibe on the stairs, too, for some reason. I don't know why the stairs always had, like, a weird vibe. but um, I remember uh, in October of, I think it would be the year after I did the, it was the same year we did it. Uh, 2014, uh, the Ghost Adventures TV show did one there. Oh yeah, yeah. And they got a really bad vibe on the staircase. Yeah, you're right. It was like somebody was like looking through them or saying something. I think they yeah. had the spirit box say something to them on that. On they that had, floor. I think it was the three members of the team, and then they had some audio guys out on the back deck. You know, right. And, and, they and got, then one of the biggest, I think, pieces of evidence you anyone can go find is from, I sent you that BuzzFeed 
Unsolved Network. You know, those two guys, you know, Shane and Ryan. I mean, they're just great. Yeah. Because one guy's a total believer. Uh, the other guy's a total skeptic. And the flashlight incident in the kitchen was probably one of the most intelligent interactions I've ever seen. Even the skeptic from the couldn't, South. couldn't yeah. explain it. No, he was like, whoa. I mean, they were directly asking questions to the flashlight. Sally, if you're here, turn and they would count down. Three, two, one, and then boom, the flashlight yeah. would go off. And they did it like three, I think three or four times. And every time they asked it a question, it would turn off, it would turn on. It would turn off, and then turn on. I'm out. I mean, that that's, if that happens, I am out. Well, that's the type of house when if something does happen there, you do want to get out. Yeah, I know? mean, you don't want to be there to stick around for that. So we set up the equipment. Um, nothing really happened. I don't remember. You 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 seem to remember there was some interference, and I there think was. I, but yeah, it, but wasn't it a high pitch kind of an interference? Yeah, and you know the, that's the thing. And though. we thought it was the air conditioned unit. But it, it it wasn't though. Right. It was, it was it like wasn't feedback. Even on. It right, was like right, right. feedback, and you shouldn't get feedback through an audio recorder. You know, it right. didn't, it made no sense. Because usually, when you hold recorders up to each other or microphones, not really recorders. I don't even. These know are recorders. You, These yeah. weren't putting out anything. These were just simply They're recording. taking it in. Yeah. yeah, but it still had energy. I remember that and thinking, man, yeah, that is weird that we're hearing that. Yeah. Um, we get everything set. We get everything ready for the investigation, and uh, we're like, hey, Larry's like, let's go and uh, we have supper. Then we call. Yeah. Tony and Deb. And Let's go chat with the Pickmans. Let's go and, see Tony. So we call Tony, and Tony says, well, uh, unfortunately, Deb has to work till a little bit later, but we were still there long enough that Deb sh- did show up a couple hours later, an hour and a half later. But yeah, so we set up, uh, went over to the the Pickmans. It was probably 6.30, maybe, quarter to seven, something like that, when we got to Tony and Deb's house. Um, and again, like I said, he didn't know who I was bringing with me. I didn't use your... Radio name. I used your, you know, your your real name to Tony. Introduced mm-hmm. you and, and introduced Kate. Um, so he had no inclination. And this who is two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you know, Facebook wasn't as big of a monster as it is right now. Well, you know, thing, where you don't have a ton of stuff on it and history it, and all that stuff. And the thing uh, about Tony too, he's not real tech savvy as far as computers mm-hmm. or. And he, he had a Facebook account, you know, but. Um, I would used to get a lot of texts from him, and you could tell he's got like I do big thumbs when yeah, you try yeah, to text. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. I, I misspell a lot of right. words and stuff. But so he's not tech savvy. Plus, again, he didn't know who you guys were. So we go in, we meet him, we sit down, and um, you had pulled out some evidence that you wanted to play for Tony that you had gotten on your last investigation. Right. You wanted to talk about some of the stuff, and yes. so we set up a computer and we pulled up the files on the computer. Well, and, I had to go out to the car to get my flash drive. That, right. They, they were on flash drive. Well, we had the computer set up because I yeah. know the computer was set up. Right. Oh, well, no, no, no. We were listening to some stuff that they had found. Yes. Tony got his laptop out and was playing some things for us. Right, right. And so we were looking at some of the audio on there because, you know, when you pull it up, you can see the, the waves, right. you know, the sound waves. And he's on his – I'm sitting on the couch, and uh, Kate is standing next to me on the right, and we're filming this whole thing. Um and we're just listening to these creepy clips, and and Tony's kind of like on one knee, uh, kneeling down, kind of explaining, you know, what these clips were and stuff like that. He's got his computer on an ottoman, if I remember right. You yeah, know? it was like a little, like, uh, yeah, a little bitty footstool yeah, or footstool, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, little, 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 little drawer thing. But, um, yeah, well, you're outside, but all well, of a sudden, I, when he's got his computer, I said, you know, I'm I'm going to go out and get some things from last year to play for you while you got your computer up and running. So I left, couldn't find my thumb drive right away or my flash drive. So it took me about five minutes out in my car. And then I come back in and you can continue the story. Well, hell broke loose when you went outside. I mean, he's, he's literally right in the middle of him talking about these clips and he just kind of stops and I start the camera up 
And I'm like, what's going on? Are you okay? Because he starts rubbing his his head. Yeah. Like he starts rubbing the right side of his head. And uh, like I immediately start going, oh my gosh, man, what is going on? Like I, this is my first experience with anything like this. And he says the word um, cap or cappy. And he's like, does that does that make any sense to anybody that that word that name cap or cappy? And I immediately look at Kate and she's in tears. I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, oh my gosh, um, that was that's my grandpa. And he says, is he, he's but he's not alive. She's like, no, he he just passed away. And he's like, oh my gosh. And so she she starts bawling. And that's you know what? That's when I started filming. I wasn't filming yet until he said that. Yeah. Then I started filming because I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta get this on camera. Right. So then. Um, He's, we're going to play a clip. Now, this video is still up, and we're going to post it on the podcast page, on the YouTube page. You can go check it out. Uh, you can watch the full video of what we talk about here and see for yourself. But we're just going to play a couple clips from the video just so you can hear Tony talking to us while this is happening. So we get on the video him saying another name, two names, actually. One of the names is a nickname of... My niece, who no one used that nickname. It so was, that was Kate's daughter. That was Kate's daughter. No one used that nickname except for like my brother, Kate, and maybe the grandparents. No one used it. It wasn't posted anywhere on social media. No way for him to know that nickname. Here's the clip. Anna, sorry. Little Pei Pei. Does that mean anything? He wants you to really watch over little Pei Pei. Meaning, this could. You know how it works over there? But remember, you could on my son. That made my jaw drop. Not only, I mean, because I didn't know Cap or Cappy. Again, you don't really get affected by it 100% until it's somebody you know. Yeah. And, you know, even though he came up with the name Hannah, who is her older daughter from a previous marriage, um, Pepe was my niece. And I was like, what in the heck? Like, what just happened? So the next clip is him continuing to talk, okay? And he comes up with something that's even more connected. It just kept it kept getting it kept better and better. Going and going and going. So yeah. here's the next clip here um, where he brings up somebody else in our family. Before you go in there tonight, he wants you to call someone named Jared. Are you doing that? Do you know who Jared is? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I had to ask her. I had to stop and ask her who Cap was because that's your husband, right? Yeah, that's her husband. That's my brother. Which one? Jared. Who said call Jared? Yeah. Because okay. Cap's an older. I get a, that's her grandpa. Yeah. Says nickname. Caps. Cap. Cap. <laughs> again, my mouth is dry right now. Sitting here listening to that again, I'm, I'm put back in that moment. 
when he said my brother's name, immediately I'm like, how would he know that? You know, it's not like, okay, hey, he just said my brother's name. He's never met my brother before. Right. He just met me for the first time. How would he know that? Um, and it just, you know, people are probably thinking, oh, Facebook, Facebook, I could have gone to Facebook. It, I don't even think at the time I had him, I don't even think that option was available back in 2014 to list your family members. I have never listed my family members and on again, there. The bottom line is, I never told him who was coming. He couldn't have looked you guys up beforehand. He didn't know who you were. Yeah. So you said Jason, though. You said Jason's coming. Remember, you said earlier you didn't talk. Use my radio name. You used my my name, Jason. No, I meant when we got to the house. I introduced you as. as uh, oh, I Jason. thought you said before. No, that. no, no. Oh, okay. I never told him names or before anything. we got there. You never said anything. No, not Oof. a word. Nope. So then it keeps going, and we take a little break. I think we, uh, you know, got a drink of water, walked around the house a little bit, you know, sat up, stood up. You know, Larry's just like, I told you guys. I told, and you'll see in the video, Larry, the whole time. He says it probably five or six times. I told you guys this was real. I told, like, you, you well, just felt validated could, the whole time. No, it wasn't so much validated. I could see in both your eyes. Kate, Kate was crying, mm-hmm. but I think it was, there were tears of kind of joy that she was being reconnected maybe to her grandfather. I think it was tears of everything. But I think you were getting concerned. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think, but I think she was getting worried too. I could see, you know, hey, this she's getting concerned here. This is concerning. Um, and this is before he's actually started to kind of give us a little, you guys better be careful. Yes, you know? and right. So this is where now uh, you'll see in the video, we, we, we sit down afterwards, and um, he hits on a couple of other things. Larry's there with us in the room. So here's another clip that he hits on that, again, um, I don't think there's no way for him to know this. Hi, Rage. Oh, my God. Now it's really hard to hear there in that clip. And again, I don't know why there's so much interference and weird kind of sound on that audio because it's coming directly from the camera and I wasn't that far away from him I and mean, we were probably all within oh three, three to four feet yeah. from each other right and there was I mean the TV was on but the volume was off right and I just don't like that whole it's like one of the worst pieces of video you're ever going to see in your entire life because you're like really trying to listen carefully for yeah. what's being said but he said uh, I, 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 the word ridge and then we we're like ridge He's, ridge ridge he what said are you talking high, about ridge and then he goes high ridge yeah. and, I, and I go Oh my God! You hear me say, "Oh my God," because yeah. um, that's where we live. That's where my parents live. That's where my my brother and and Kate live. That's where the girls were right then. And then he said, in the end of that clip, there, you know, you know, your your grandpa is here with you right now, watching over you, but your grandma is watching the kids back in High Ridge. And again, that's when we started to feel a little like, okay, why is there so much? You know, watching over of Kate and her family right now. What is it about her 
And again, it goes back to the faith. You know, you and I have such a really, really strong faith. Right. Kate, not so much at the time, not so much, right. you know, was, was, was back and forth on it. Um, and so I think you started to join in on the conversation a little bit because you could see that Kate and I were getting a little bit concerned. And so you started to talk to Tony about some other things. I think we could kind of see where this was going. Right. And you brought up, you know, uh, hey, do you remember picking up on anything that when I was here, blah, 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 blah. And you started talking about the last times that yeah. you, and, you and Tony well, had see, a the, connection. The last time I was there, the 2013 when I was by myself, um, Tony had picked up on – my wife and I lost a little girl back in 1997, you know, stillborn. And, uh, but Tony had picked up on her before. And in 2013 when I was there, he told me, he said, Larry, your little girl's here tonight, and you need to talk to her and tell her to go away because – that there's things here that can harm her. You right. Know? So I just wanted to know that night, did he pick up on her again? Right. Um, he, he says no. And again, the video's well, he, up on, on YouTube. You can go check it out. He says there's a, like, I see her like a cherub. Yeah, like a cherub. It's cherub. like a guardian yeah. and, and angel he said, kind of thing. And she, he says, then he says, stillborn. And I right. said yes. Yeah. And he goes, well, she's alive now. Yeah. Um, and so then this, this, this was what he was really trying to get out. And, and we were really paying attention to here on this part. So every time you're around, I start getting that, um, and, it, and once they aim towards a, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Go ahead. Just how are you best to describe it? I get the B band, bandy, bandy, bandy. And right there, he's saying bandy. He's like band, band, bandy, bandy. It's almost. It's close. I'm trying to. I can't tell if he's Hawaiian or. I get the jazz thing. <laughs> but every time now I start getting that, I don't know what... It's because he's a radio what, celebrity what I now. To, uh, I get the kiss. We hit on that. The kiss, the, have to the kiss is the call letters of the radio station. Because it's almost like... If he was, if he was here, because that's the thing with me, a lot of times I have, I have to be in contact with somebody before someone can come through. And I don't know if someone's trying to come through that wants to tell him something. Well... So again, I think in his brain, he thought this Bandy and the Hawaiian dude were the same, yeah. same person. What, what he, he had explained one time that when he starts getting these, seeing things, he said it's like when you're in school watching a slideshow, mm -hmm. all these like different photos will flash in front of his eyes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or in his mind, I should say. Yeah. So he was getting Bandy, Hawaiian dude, jazz, and, and drums and stuff. And, and the then, kiss thing. Right, and the kiss thing. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. You were close on the name. You said uh, Bandy. Mm -hmm. This is Jason Bond, and he's called Bonzi. That's Jason Bond, so they call him Bonzi. It's kind of a nickname. I see that would have thrown me because you said Bond was your name. Okay. That's... Well, her yeah, her husband yeah. is his brother. Jared. Okay. Right. Yep. Kind of offended me. He thought I was Hawaiian. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm, there's someone else. At that station that I'm, because this this person's older. This wow. One I keep seeing. Is there someone? Well, C note. That's it, C note. Because it's that same one that jazz. I maybe C note. Last time here, I was getting the C, and I couldn't figure out what. Why am I getting a C? And we couldn't figure it out. And I said, "It's about a note." <laughs> yeah. Just Creepy, just that, and that was again. I'm like, oh my gosh! See, and Tony had told me a couple times before that if we were having a conversation or I was there, but anytime I'm around or talking to him, he picks up on um, like 
spirits or whatever coming for other people that are trying to get messages across. And that's happened, you know, I've, I've sent him photos from investigations I was doing, and he'll come up with specific things. I don't even tell him what town or state I'm in investing, just send him photos, and he'll come up with names. But he says that somehow he reads through me. And three psychics, including Tony, and a, a, a guy named uh, Dan out in California and the local psychic Cheryl have all said that there's a vortex around me. I, I can't prove that, but Tony says that's one of the reasons he believes he can pick up on these things. There's a vortex around me that spirits can come through. The last clip we're going to play from the video, again, that's on YouTube, and it's going to be on the podcast page, 997themix.com. Um, you click on the, the Paranormal uh, Pursuit podcast. Um, is from the very end of the video. Uh, we don't have a lot of the scratch evidence enough. I mean, on the video, I mean, because there there was a lot. I mean, yeah. when I when I say we don't have a lot, it's because there was a lot that was happening in front of our eyes. Well, what at one that point, I could not believe because we're sitting on the couch again in that right there in that position. Yeah, and Kate is sitting next to him. Tony's right there. You're to the right. I'm I, and I'm sitting across, and all of a sudden, just out of the blue, I see blood like on well, the middle of his forehead. No, Kate saw it first. Kate, Kate was kind of making eyes at me, looking yeah. and kind of looking at Tony, and then I could see blood, but right. you're and the I, one that I'm said the one something. I go, hey, are you okay? I said, is that, is, that, you got, is that blood on your forehead? Yeah. And he's like, touches it, reaches up, and yep, sure enough, there was, there was a scratch there. And he's like, oh, this happens, you know, all the time. And I'm like, well, what? Are you okay? Like, I start yeah. really freaking out. Kate gets, stands up from the couch. Um... We, we, you know, I shut, I, I shut off whatever. I don't know, think I was recording with the camera at the time. If you remember, Deb came home about that time. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so we stand up, and immediately all of us stand up because we want to like the the room that we were in was kind of dark. Yep. And the kitchen area was was lit up more. So, so we moved to the di- actually and, the dining yeah. room. Yeah. And we're like, hey, let's let's go into the dining room and, and and look at your head, make sure you're okay. So as we're walking there, the three of us walk over. And we can see on his arm that there's scratches on his arms too. And I think well, Deb said something about it. Like we're, we're leaving something out. Um, if you'll remember, we did exactly what you said. We went under the light, you know. And Deb actually touched Tony's head. It we could see it was blood that was flowing. You know, it was just it was like gushing. It was just a, a scratch. And then so anyhow, Tony sets on the little love seat there uh, between the dining room and I guess the living room. But anyhow, um, as he's sitting there, if you'll remember. He he blurts out something about grandpa or cap, and then he says he says he says Regina no, no 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 the the scratches on his arms we saw first we just saw then scratches sat, no because then he sat down because we were we were looking at those scratches saying man dude there's there's scratches no, no, right, on your right. arms the scratches were like, on what, his arm what are you what like what's going on we were like what's what's going on and I think you can and the, then I think you can see in the I video said, too and I said man we, I got to get the video going again but yeah, I think you can see in the video when we first got there. Um, you could see Tony's head and that kind of thing. Oh, there's, there's nothing there's, there's on no him. scratches. No, there's nothing on him. Yeah. And so the video starts up where he we're looking at it. You know, we're we're looking a little bit at his arm. He's sitting on the the, the couch, and I'm and we're just talking to him because we just had this conversation. We're like the the, the scratches on his arms looked like a name, like it looked like it was forming letters or well, something. I saw, we saw scratches, and then I said, "This is these are letters." Yeah, yeah. And then I remember. Um, we didn't figure that out just yet. Right. And that's when he sits down on the love seat. Yeah. And when he sits on the love seat, he starts, you know, talking about feeling things and seeing things. And we're trying to figure out what's being said because he didn't know if it was a message coming across for one of us, if it was a message for 
um, Kate directly if it was a message for our group because he had said before that I don't think she should go. You know, she, well, he, he, he had said that a couple times. He originally told us you need to keep an eye on her. Yeah, or yeah, and he's like, I don't think she needs to go. Like I, re- I don't know. And I'm like, yeah. and I kept and I kept saying, Larry, we'd go outside. You and I would talk, and I'm like, man, again, well, I don't know if we should take her. We were. Pla- I don't know if I should leave her here because I don't know if she feels safe here. I don't know. As soon as uh, Tony said, I don't think she should go. Then, like you said, we went out and took a little break, and we decided that she was not going back. You yeah. and I were going to go. Right. Yeah. Um, but then as he's sitting on the couch. He leans back, and because he's again, he's seeing all these projections in his head, and something that is communicating with him well, he, is in my brother's house. He says that um, he picks up on a guy that looks like you, right? Uh, but but younger and thinner, right? And then Tony's kind of just sprawled out on the couch. His legs are kind of spread apart. His arms are spread apart. Yeah, and you can see in the video. Yep, he like plops back. Yep, but he's kind of shrugged down in the on the love seat. Right, and you can hear you in the background say something like, "That's, that's how, my, that, brother that's how sits. my brother sits." Right, and so and he starts describing the refrigerator and the and the and the and the paintings and the colors and the the drawings and everything that are on the refrigerator. And it's obviously something is in the but house. He also says that the the, the man he's seeing. There's a little girl there too, right? Yeah, a little blonde girl. Yeah, little blonde yep, girl. Yep. And so we keep thinking, man, what is what is the Regina? Because that's what we ended up figuring out on his arm. It was spelling Regina, or it looked like well, Regina. We after he says all this, that's when you know Tony kind of stands up again, and we're looking at his arm again. You're filming it, and then that's when I think I said it. If you look from his like shoulder down, it spells out Regina. No, right. And you could actually see that if you freeze frame the video, you can see the letters spelling yeah. Regina. And no, no one knew what that meant. Like you know, no. no one knew why those letters were there. No one knew a Regina. No. Um. And I think Deb says it on the video. Is it was it because Deb was a good way to help kind of go through what Tony was saying if it was gibberish sometimes, and she'd help try to make understanding of it. So I think she says, do you think someone was yelling that, and that's what came through? Yeah, because then she described how her mother would yell at her. Like, say, you hey, know? you know, like, no. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you'd get all riled up and be like, oh, Ashley, smile. you know, you'd say people's names, and it all combined into one name. So it could have been Peyton. It could have been Hannah, and it could have been Jared. It could have been all those letters combined well, into Regina saying no. It could have been... Well, there's another side of it, too, because Tony had said several times throughout the years that uh, when he starts seeing this stuff, a lot of times more than one spirit tries to come through, and a name maybe not associated with someone he's picking up on comes through. Right. So, yeah, and you can continue explaining, but that's kind of what he's how he kind of reads things. Yeah, so, so many different theories on what that Regina No meant. But... In this last clip that we're going to play from the video, that again you can watch on YouTube, or you can watch on YouTube or watch a podcast page. Just look up 99.7 Kiss FM, Sally House. Sally House, yeah. Um, this is pretty much one of the last things that was said during that video. It knew that you were coming here before you even. Remember this afternoon, you said you're nuts because I had goosebumps breaking out, and I said, I heard a voice that just said, I know you're coming. So could have easily been checking out at your house. Honestly, Larry did not tell me who was coming with him. I didn't. Yeah, he confirmed that. Yeah, so again, uh, just sitting here listening to that, replaying all that, man, is just very, very creepy. Yeah, and he described uh, Kate's house to the T. Right, he did. 
And he also said, remember, he said, and you can hear it at one place in the video there, um, he said that someone's following the little girl around right, at her own home. So we didn't go back and do the investigation. There's one more thing. I think you forgot this. And it's not on the video because we had cut the video off. But as we're set, sitting there, Tony is like getting a message, like it's coming from the house. And he says, it's telling me, I'm not going after you. Yeah. I'm going after the Krebs girl. Yeah, the Krebs girl. You're right. And 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 there's no way. I didn't even know. I didn't know who the Krebs I, girl was because I, I didn't even know that, said, that was their maiden name. I said, does that make any sense to you? And you go, oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know that until. So you knew. That Hannah's last name was Krebs. No, you knew that, I thought, that night. Because when I I said to you, do you know who, does that mean anything to you? And you go, oh, yeah. And then yeah, later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Because Hannah Krebs, there was no sign. That, that's why it freaked me out so much. Because Kate's last name was not Krebs on her on any social media post or anything. She never went by that. She did not like that name, but that was her daughter's name. If I remember right, didn't she say that after uh, Hannah was born that within like a month she changed, changed her legal her name? name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was creepy. I'm so glad it, you... again, it was it was saying that yeah. I'm not going after you, Kate. You don't have to worry about yourself. I'm going after your little girl. Yeah. And Tony had already pretty much said something's following her around in her home. Yeah. And I, and I immediately said we need to pack up. And I and it, and, it, and I was going to go help you at first. Well, but then I was like, I'm not leaving, Kate. Well, we we decided that you and I were going to go back to the Sally House and pick up the equipment. <laughs> but I remember when we got into the car all the way from the house from the uh, from the Pickman's home to my my vehicle. We were saying, you know, you were saying, I don't think I should leave Kate, you know, here by herself. And I said, well, who, who better to be with than Tony who can see things coming, you know. But you said, no, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. But when we got in the car and you know how the light comes on, the dome light, I could see in your eyes, you just did not want to go back to that house, yeah. you know. And so anyhow, we decided it was best that Tony or um, that Bonzi stayed with Kate at the Pickmans to, to keep an eye on Kate. And then I went back to the house. But the one thing I remember was when I walked through that front door, and again, after all this stuff had happened, so... I'm on high alert anyway, but I walk into the house, and I remember when we set up the equipment, it took us about 30 minutes to set up the surveillance system in the basement, the camera and everything, and we set up three other cameras upstairs, you know, and audio recorders. Um, I decided to clear out everything upstairs first and do the basement last because the if any place in that house there's something not right, it's the basement. Right. So I got everything upstairs packed up before I even ventured down to the basement. And I think after taking a half hour to set the equipment up, it took me less than five minutes to get everything out of that basement, packed up, and out of there. But every every step I took in the house, um, whether mind over matter, whatever you want to call it, it was like somebody was behind me the entire time I was in that house. And then if you'll remember, I went back to the house, picked you guys up, but we went back to the house because another local psychic here around the Springfield area uh, had told me one time, whenever you go to any place— before you leave, you need to thank whatever's there for allowing you to be there to come into their home. But you also need to back out because she said anything that's negative can only attach to you from behind. So unless you back out of a house, there's a chance that something's going to come home with you. So we went back to the house, did exactly that, and backed out of the house and left. Yeah, that was very tense. And, and, and you know, I, I know at the time you weren't happy, and and I and 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 man, it just no, no, no. I it, it there's no way we were doing that investigation because it just wasn't worth it, right? Um, and so what the thing about it is, we weren't in that house for what was that five hours, maybe five? No, four hours probably. We're over at the Pickman's we were house about four hours. So yeah. four hours of audio that we had, you know, from there, 
And we ended up picking up some EVPs yeah. from from that night. Most you can't understand, but they right. shouldn't be there. So we're just going to go through and play these. Um, and and I don't even know if we need to explain really any of them. If you hear one and you think you want to explain it, I mean, just I, I want to play I sent these you a list of as what quick I as I can. Yeah, I just want to play them as quick as I can. Yeah, because I think if this these are, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of noises and things you cannot explain. Uh, there was no air, air condition on. There was no heat on. Um, we turned all the lights off before we had left. Yeah. We, we, we left nothing on in that house. The doors were shut. The only thing that was running was our equipment. That's it. So here's uh, here 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 are the EVPs that we got uh, with nobody even in the house right. that night. To me, that sounds like a get away. Yeah, get away or go or get something. Here you go, Larry, go. I mean, it's just there's there's so many things. Every time you hear this clip, I hear something different every single time. Like what in the heck? It, 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 just can you imagine being in the house and hearing that? <laughs> and you hear a whisper. You hear oh, like yeah. a, a big yeah. loud burst of energy. You hear a whisper, and I think I kind of hear the word Catholic in there a little bit. But uh, that that's that's a tough one to to listen to. Catholic is what I heard, and I'm I'm Catholic. Now you think it says the devil battles you. And, you know, I hear and, it. And when I played uh, back to the time, and then today I played that. Sarah heard that also. I hear it binds you, and I think we've had that conversation yeah. a million yeah. times. And you it hear could battles, say, it could I say, hear binds. You know, I'm Abraham yeah. Lincoln for all we know. Right, right. <laughs> That was in Tony and Deborah's bedroom. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, again, who knows? Thumping sound. Thumping, yeah. Tony and Deb's bedroom. What's thumping around in the house when there's nobody there? No. Like what is that clicking, tapping noise in the background? Like you can't explain any of it, right? You know, we got uh, three more. And these are from the basement. Loud. That's pretty loud. That's pretty loud. And then this is the uh, 
The one that really is kind of creepy here. This one is in Tony and Deb's bedroom. You know, what could cause that? You know, it's just, it's mind baffling. I mean, yeah, if that doesn't give you chills and goosebumps because nobody was there when those were picked up on any of the recorders. Right. Um, Especially that, you know, the basement stuff. That's just, you know, I've, I've, I've said a lot that if I only had one day to live, I would spend it in the Sally House basement because it'd be the longest day of my life. Yeah, you know, it, for it sure. really would. It's, and if you guys want to know what happened uh, to Larry in the basement, you can go back to season one, man. That's a... An amazing, amazing uh, podcast episode. It's, so, if anyone out there is listening and they, and they decide they want to go to this place, take it serious because things happen to others around you and happen when you get back. Uh, who knows? You know, it's just. And I've even heard stories of people that uh, look it up on the internet and they have things happen. And I've always said that I want to go back, and I've and I've said this for a while, and I still stand by that. That yes, I do want to well, go back. But it's like we have unfinished business. We so. do have unfinished business, but I don't know if I'm ready just yet. So, and was it a blessing in disguise that we didn't go? Yeah. You know, and maybe something saying, "No, you guys shouldn't go back." Yeah, and you know, to this day, that's just a, a conversation that, that that anytime I ever see my my uh, former sister-in-law, man, uh, she doesn't really want to talk about it very no, much. And my I brother remember- doesn't want to talk about it. Like you said, your dad was very concerned over this. Yes, yes. He actually went to their house and blessed their house after we were done. Yeah, your dad's a minister. Yeah, yeah. so uh, very, very interesting. The video is going to be on the YouTube, uh, and it's going to be on the podcast page. Go look it up, 997 KISS FM, the Sally House, and uh, see for yourself the scratches and the you know the, the, the crazy interaction that we had with Tony Pickman that night. That's Season 2, Episode 3, The Sally House. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as Bonzi and I once again unravel more mysteries of the paranormal. Until then, happy hauntings. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.